Welcome to The OC 20, a celebration and love letter to season one of The OC. I'm Michelle, and The OC is my love language. And I'm Seth, and until very recently, I had never seen The OC before. I'm really excited, Seth. I'm excited, too. I mean, the fact that I kind of feel like you're my next victim. Sure, yeah. When it comes to this show, because I love this show so much. And the reason we're doing this is because it's the 20th anniversary since The OC premiered. Which makes me feel very old. I'm older than you, so I feel even older. <laughs> I remember when the show was on the air mm-hmm. because I, I share a name with Seth Cohen. Uh-huh. And my only experience with the show was random people would be wearing shirts that say, like, I Heart Seth, or they'd have like little pins that say, I Heart Seth. And I would walk up to them and be like, Oh, you do? And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, you're, you're sure? That's me. So that's that's all that I know about it. But I was very aware of it at the time, for sure. Yeah. This is kind of what it feels like every week for me, showing you a movie that you've never seen. And it's like, yes. And I always say, if nothing else comes to the show, at least I got someone else to watch, you know, fill in the blank. Right. And that's so. exactly how I feel about the OC. Yeah, that's yeah. I, it's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a great feeling, and even so much more so the fact that you enjoyed it. I did. You I watched did. it twice through. I did just season yeah. one. Just season one. Yes. So I'm aware that there are some large changes. The thing that I've heard from people who have watched the show is that season there's four seasons. Correct. Season three and four get weird, which I don't know what that could possibly mean. Do they start doing like musical numbers? Do they? There is no musical number. No. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that could mean um, because the show is already a little outlandish in some of its storylines. But I don't know anything beyond season one. So I I very much enjoy season one. So I, I can say that season two, three, four, maybe maybe not. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit my relationship with this show. Absolutely. Which I think you know parts, but maybe if we have new listeners joining us. So I discovered this show when it first aired in 2003, Mm -hmm. but I didn't watch the premiere. Okay. So I discovered it probably mid-season one. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't until later when I got, when I rewatched it with Anthony that I watched the first couple episodes that I missed. So when you say later, how much later? I would say, you mean like when I first started watching? Like you said, you rewatched with Anthony. Yeah, yeah. When would that have been? That was summer of 2009. Wow. So the show was off. For two years. Yeah. It ended in 2007. So you hadn't seen the beginning until the show was over. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I really... That's interesting. I was trying to piece this together today, and I've realized as I've gotten older, I'm remembering less and less, which like scares me. Of course, me. of course, you lose you you literally lose your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I missed the first. Like I, I, somehow I saw the pilot later on, but mm-hmm. there was like maybe episode two, three, and four I missed until I rewatched it with Anthony. But I always knew what happened. Got it. And so, well, this yeah. show does a good job of previously on the OC. Previously on the valley, <laughs> and then it shows you like ten years. Like it, the flashbacks are quite long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you understand what's going on. I definitely saw the TJ episode when okay. that first aired, and so rewatching it with Anthony is what really reignited me falling in love 
with this show because introducing a show that I loved from childhood or from when I was a teenager and then your partner loving it as much as mm. you, that's the most fun. Sure. Out of anything. And Anthony was, he was into it. We binged it. Oh, cool. He All like, right. we couldn't stop watching it and it felt like an escape to California and mm. the whole just early 2000s aesthetic. Yeah. We were super into it. And then that led me to making my sister watch it, a group of our friends watching it, later on my housemates to watch it, and then obviously starting Let's Talk OC, where I right. covered all four seasons on Total Betty Podcast Network. Yeah, shout out Total Betty Podcast yeah, Network. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to plug it. Let's Talk OC. Let's Talk OC. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, so then in 2021, Welcome to the OC Bitches came out. Right. Which is a rewatch podcast with Belinda Clark and Rachel Bilson. And I wrote in our Total Betty Discord, I have to get on this show. I have two years to get <laughs> on this show. Right? Two years later, I go to Epics and Chill in uh, South Carolina. It's a mm -hmm. fan convention. And I meet Melinda Clark, who plays Julie Cooper. And I give her her bus our business card. And she's like, you guys have to come on the show. Wow. And I walked away and I cried in a corner. That's awesome. And Liz started crying too, but I was like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't say anything to our listeners because I didn't want to tease that we might be going on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. And so I think a lot of our listeners thought I was crying because I met Melinda Clark and I'm like a huge <laughs> fan of hers. I'm like, yeah, she was lovely. I might cry if I met Melinda Clark. Right. You know. And Tate Donovan, we got yeah. to talk to as well. Yeah. But it was the idea that I love the OC so much. I had a podcast. I made it a goal to get on their podcast. And then she's like, yes, you guys should come on the podcast. So then we, Anthony and I go to Italy in October and Liz sends me a DM. She's like, hi, I know you're away, but Melinda Clark just asked us, can oh. we do the podcast next week? And I was like, I leave the country for the first oh time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Anyway, fast forward, we got to go on. And we talked about a season three episode and got to ask questions and they were lovely. And then they had Misha Barton on and the producer who's lovely of welcome to the OC bitches emailed us and they're like, Hey, do you guys want to be a part of this episode? And so we submitted oh gosh. questions for Misha Barton. Got it. Yeah. So cool. I love this show. Yeah. If you couldn't tell. Would you say that this is your favorite show? Yeah. Okay. Would you say that this is maybe your favorite, like anything? Wow. This is my love language. Okay. And sharing it with others is the epitome of that. So what about it when you first, you you come in mid-season, why did you latch onto it and like continue watching it? Yeah. Like what about it connected with you? Do you know? It felt different. Okay. I feel like. I very much related to Seth Cohen. Sure. And the idea that we're seeing this family on television that celebrates Hanukkah mm -hmm. and Christmas so much so that as a, as a teenager, I invented <laughs> national Christian day, okay. which is for our Jewish and Christian folks. Okay. It was December 17th, which fast forward is Anthony's birthday. So it's just okay, very that cool. All worked out. Okay. And then so I'm introduced to Seth Cohen, who creates Chrismica. Right. And who is this character who loves indie music, 
who is super sarcastic, whose dad is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, like, Adam Brody is incredibly charming, and I'll forever have a crush on him as Seth Cohen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Seth is, like, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that I could name, like, a favorite show or a favorite anything and so it's interesting to me when people can and like Mm. they they know like this is their thing yeah and so i think some people are doubtful of that it's hard none of this should probably end up in this episode but it's hard for people to grasp when other people are happy in a way that's different than what they can access that was like a really long sentence so like i say oh i could never pick my favorite show and you say well i can and so my first response is to be like, well, you must not actually, you know, you're just pretending or you're just this or that. But I think it's great. I'm I'm always happy for people when they have found something that makes them happy. Yeah. 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 And it, again, it's like so much more than that because it's creating community. Right. And so when we started Let's Talk OC, I was so into it, obviously, to share this with other people. And then the listeners that we found from it. And then those listeners have become friends with each other so much so that they travel to see each other. Yeah. That's crazy. And that makes me very emotional. If I keep talking about it, I will cry. Yeah. And our listeners are actually getting together. Some of them are flying to Newport beach on August 5th to hang out with each other. Wow. To celebrate for the 20th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On our honeymoon, I went to the diner and I went to the pier and I sat in all the booths and I made aunt take pictures of me. In every booth? Uh-huh. Why? Because I just wanted to like, <laughs> you know, even though they really only sit in, there's a picture that says, oh, this is where the OC was shot. But I right. was like, no, let me soak up this coffee shop experience. And so which diner? It's the Redondo, it's the diner on the Redondo Beach Pier. Okay. But like in the show, like which diner are we talking about? The main diner they go to. Okay. It's like in there. Is this where? It's not the Crab Shack. Is this where we get the great line? Do you know what I like about rich kids? <laughs> Nothing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimately, I think a good line, like a good gag. It's so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Okay. Yeah, but I um, <laughs> well, that's a spoiler. We're just. Ta- I'm really gonna try to yeah, keep it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just season one. I know, I know. Which we might have to do more. We will as I do watch more. the rest of the show. We will do more. Yeah. Uh, before we continue into our next set of episodes, you had two questions for me. Yes. You wanted to know: Did the pilot premiere? And then the episodes shortly after. Yeah. Sometimes when a television show premieres, you'll get the pilot and then there'll be a few weeks before the regular season like starts. And sometimes you'll only get the pilot. Right. So I was just wondering, because to me, I am not nervous to talk about this show, but because I did like it, I don't want people to like hear certain things that I say and go, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy, because I know that people really enjoy this show. And again, we're doing this to celebrate the 20th anniversary and everything. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way. To me, the pilot is like the worst episode in the season. Okay. It's very, it's, it has a very different feel from the rest of the uh-huh. season. What I wrote down in my notes that my second time around was, this is way more like geared towards Ryan's character than it is towards the rest of the cast. And especially towards Seth, it feels like the show becomes more Seth centered as the season goes on because 
I imagine people respond to him and Ryan can be a little one note towards the beginning. He's very brooding and angry and every episode (laughs) towards the beginning, he's either getting punched or punching somebody. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was, I was curious, like, did they have time in between to kind of adjust or, or what happened, you know? So interesting. Cause I never viewed it like that. No, really? No. Interesting. Okay. And also it could be, I mean, I've seen this series so many times, especially the pilot. Yeah. I've probably seen like 10 times. Wow. And then this season one alone, probably, I don't know, six or seven times. Wow. Okay. So, but to me, like this story is a Ryan story. Yeah. But to answer your question, so it aired August 5th, 2003, and then it continued week to week. Wow. So there was no gap until we had the Tijuana episode. Yeah. Which was episode seven, The Escape. And then we had a month and a half break. Okay. Wow. So a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, TJ's a big episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wanted to know who is my favorite character outside of the core four. Yes. Yeah. It's Julie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love Julie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Obviously nothing that I say about any character is a slight against any of the actors. Correct. We could say that across the board for anybody that we're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah. And also for any, any movie or anything we're talking it's never, you know, had they asked the actress to portray her differently, she would have, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but having said that, that's very surprising. I Julie would probably be at the bottom or near the bottom of characters that I either like or like I'm drawn to, you know? Let me ask you this. Sure. Did you want me to answer strictly for just season one or the series? Because it changes. Oh, wowee. Okay. So if it's season one, then it's Sandy. Okay. But overall series, it's Julie. Julie. That's very interesting. Okay, that makes me interested to continue watching. Yeah, outside of the core four. Okay. And then my favorite character of the entire series and season one is Marissa. Okay. Which we'll talk about Marissa in her episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kind of explain how we decided to break this down? I think you should explain it. (laughs) Because I made you do this, so. I had originally agreed to watch the show just out of interest from knowing Michelle is really into the show. And so it wasn't like, oh, let's watch it so that we can cover it or whatever, right? We're always kicking around different ideas for additional things that we can do because for some reason doing a weekly podcast (laughs) is not enough. Work (laughs) for some crazy reason. Yeah, I don't know how to not say no, I guess. So we're always kicking around different ideas. And I watched the first episode, the pilot, and I was pretty surprised that I didn't, like, hate it. And I continued to watch a little bit more. And after watching the next few episodes, I had said to Michelle, we should do something, like something on it. Like, And so we figured out... Are we going to do it episode by episode? That's 27 episodes. That's a lot. Do we, I had pitched doing it by like theme or whatever. And so what we kind of landed on was covering specific characters and their 
arc over the first season. And so a lot of stuff, if you've seen this whole show, which apparently everyone on earth has, I talked to like different members of my family uh-huh. and which, you know, 2003, I was living at home. They were like, yeah, we used to watch the OC every week. What are you talking about? I, I apparently was the only one who wasn't watching this show. That's so wild to me that you didn't even catch it on TV once. No. Yeah. The other thing I have to mention is that you're a diamond in the rough because Seth has no idea what happens in the entire series. Yeah, I have no. no he doesn't know what happens to characters. No. And the first season, yeah, the first season ends. um, And I, I, I legitimately don't know. I, I would assume that Luke would somehow find his way back to town just because he's so interesting and he's involved with so many of the different characters, you know, Oliver leaving. I, I, I can see him never coming back, but I can also see him coming back more evil <laughs> first time. <laughs> you know, that could happen. We know that Seth is coming back. We know that Ryan is coming. Like those things aren't really surprises, but I, I genuinely don't know what happens next. And I don't I don't want to say like I pride myself, but I consume a lot of films and a lot of movies follow the same structure in telling a story. Nothing wrong with that. It's not interesting. So after a while, in general, you can kind of put the pieces together of what's going to happen, at least the large pieces of what's going to happen. As I was watching the OC, episode two, right, I was completely shocked at how that ended. I had no idea that Luke was going to fess up to being there, no idea that he was going to fess up to starting the – like that really, really surprised me. And so it was really episode two, the ending of that, where I was like, wow, that that's – I didn't see that coming. And one of the things that I've heard criticizing this first season, which I actually think is one of its best strengths, is it packs in so many different storylines and characters are going up and down. And who is who is relating to who in what way is changing each episode – you could have stretched this out over like three seasons, the amount of stuff that happens. And so just like Luke not staying like the bully ex-boyfriend over the whole season was very, very surprising to me. So yeah, I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to watch. I didn't watch anything prior to recording this because, Sure. Yeah. but yeah, I'm definitely going to watch to see what happens like as an OC fan, you meet yeah. someone and you talk about your favorite TV show. It's like, Oh, have you seen the OC? No, but I know so-and-so that's oh. always how the conversation goes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or no, but I've seen it on this TV show, parody okay. this, whatever. And so yesterday when we were talking about our formula and how we're going to do this podcast, and you Googled something, which we'll we'll get into in the yeah. rest of the episode. But I was like, oh, my God. You totally are f- – like, if you are going to research it, you will find what's going to happen to characters. And so I was right. so nervous. And then you're like, no. And I was like, oh, my God. Please stay in your bubble. <laughs> yeah. And it's very it's something very specific that I Googled, which we will talk about on the Marissa episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've developed into the type of person that I don't like to watch trailers – Right. 
I don't read any reviews. If I'm going to see a movie, I do not care what you think about it until after I have seen it. That's why it drives me crazy when people listen to our episodes before seeing the movie. Because I'm like, why would you do that? You're ruining. And so I will not look up. I'm not looking up anything on this show until I finish it. Yeah. And so I was telling Seth, I was like, I don't want to do a recap podcast. Like I've done that on Let's Talk OC. We don't, people who are going to tune into this, I'm assuming love the OC. Mm -hmm. They love you and they want to hear your perspective on the show. That's what I'm thinking over here. Sure. And they want to hear maybe some different takes. And so we decided on doing, we're just going to do five episodes of different characters. Yeah. So. And I feel good about that. I feel good about that too. And the characters that, you know, I had you pick five and I picked five and there was some overlap. And yeah. it might not be the five characters that you would think we would right. pick. Right. But I feel good about it. I do too. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You were sending me your thoughts yeah. throughout your watch, <laughs> yeah. which I loved. I, I loved that. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, we got to save this for when we talk. But again, we didn't have our formula yet. Plus, I always, if you're going to watch the OC for the first time, like, send me the text. Like, I want yeah. them. I don't care what time of day it yeah. is. Send them to me. That's always a really hard thing to negotiate between two people. You know, Michelle and I are both, like, married. We have different lives and jobs. Michelle does a different, two different shows on top of this one. So it's always like, oh, I don't want to send you 500 text messages in one day. You know, and it's like, okay, it's five o'clock. Well, she just got off work, so let me send her more. You know, so it's always like hard to kind of find like a good balance. But with the OC, I was just like, I got to tell her everything that's happening it like as it's happening. Rapid fire. And <laughs> I remember specifically <laughs> when, oh my gosh, man, when Luke and Julie get together. I was waiting for that. I was just I like, no, no. The gifts that were coming in were. Yeah. So good. I sent them all to my sister. So I was yeah. like, look what he just got to. And oh. then Aunt was like, oh, man, did he get to Luke and Julia? Yeah. Oh, man. But you pointed out so many references to movies tied to the show. And you're like, Michelle, this is a movie TV show. Yes. And I, yeah. who I'm not a movie person, maybe overlooked. Yeah. So I don't always watch things like with like movie guy glasses on, even though really, these might be my movie guy glasses. No way. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. You know, I I think as much as you can, as much as it's possible, you have to kind of let go and see what's happening in front of you. And so because of that, initially, I wasn't looking for anything because I didn't think anything was really there. And the first first one that I noticed was when Marissa meets Oliver, and we'll mention this later on, but Oliver's name is Oliver Trask, which – is identical to the name Bolivar Trask from the X-Men comics. And Seth is a character who is about 20 years ahead of his time. This is pre-Rick and Morty. This is pre-Deadpool. So much of the media that exists now and is put out is like referential. It's either self-referential, fourth wall breaking, or there's just constant references to movies and TV shows and different events. So Seth Cohen feels very like ahead of his time and is perhaps an inspiration for a lot of the things. He is 100%. Yeah, that came came later. And so 
I didn't really, you know, in, in episode, it might be episode two when they're talking about music and Marissa says that she's into punk music and Seth says, well, Avril Lavigne isn't punk. And she says, okay, well, what about like stiff little fingers and the jam? And she names bands beyond just like the Ramones and the dead Kennedys, which is like the, the bands most people would know about. And so that kind of like perked my ears up, but there were two, two main things. There's little things throughout the series, but two main things that I noticed that were just like so jarring to me and really got me much more into the show than I was previously. Cause now I'm like looking for things and I'm looking for connections. One is in the episode where Sandy is enlisted by Caleb to help his friend. Who's like, I guess some kind of mafia enforcer type oh, guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you hear about him and then you meet him and he's like this like old man. He's got a familiar face. He's like a, he's an actor that you've seen play. He's an actor named uh, Richard Hurd and Richard Hurd was in the film All the President's Men, which is about the Watergate scandal. And what Uncle Sean gets in trouble for is breaking into a hotel room and tampering with paperwork, right? So, like, bells are going off in my head, and I'm like, are they doing, like, an All the President's Men, like, reference or homage here? And in the scene where Sandy sits down across from Uncle Sean, it's like night and day, if you notice it. The cinematography changes from the rest of the show to be these really, really extreme close-ups. And it's switching between the two as they're kind of having this difficult conversation of dancing around what's actually happening. And I was like, they're doing all the president's men. Like, there's no way. Why is the OC doing all the president's men? And then in the episode, the LA, it's towards the end of the show, and they're walking down the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And Summer says, okay, well, what kind of stereotype would I be, right? You know, she makes some comments. She's the boobs. She, right, 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 right. And they they walk out of frame and the camera points down at the ground and it focuses on this one star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So that star belongs to Theta Barra, which is not a name that would... <laughs> mean anything to anyone and even like movie people i had to look it up but it really struck me because i was like why are they focusing on this star this has to of all the stars and you know the over the thousand stars that are on that walk of fame why are they looking at this one and so i looked up theta bear and she was one of the original like in the 1920s like pre marilyn monroe like bombshell actresses as they're saying <laughs> this about summer. And I was like, dude, that's such a weird, deep, deep callback. And I tried Googling it. Like I tried to look up and see if anyone else had noticed any of these references. And as far as I know, I might be the first person to ever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> notice those things. No idea. And so that those those two in particular, I was like, okay, now I'm watching this show with like a magnifying glass. And yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's really cool. Again, and like just to bring it back to friendship and in introducing this show to n- my friends and new people, for you to point that out and then teach me something sure. is pretty cool. Yeah, and that's 
all of the movies that you and I do together are movies that I've seen before and that I really enjoy. But what I enjoy is talking to you about them and hearing your perspective as someone who's, you know, in her thirties and hasn't seen this movie before and you don't have all this baggage. So yeah, it's good. It's good. If your friends try to get you to watch something, you should do it. Well, that depends. Well, yeah, I will say this too, because as I was, watching some episodes to prepare for this. You know, as a kid, you watch it because you're 16 and the characters are 16. Right. right? What I love about this show is it also gives the adult storylines. Yeah. Which a lot of teen dramas didn't. Most of the parents were absent. Like One Tree Hill, there's like no parents. Sure. There's a couple. I don't want to like down it, but really they're absent and we're more focused on the teenagers. Now, as someone who's 36, I'm very more, much more interested in Jimmy, Kirsten, Sandy. Yeah. The marriage aspects of it, uh, what those characters go through. So it's like this show that really grows with you through time, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you and I are closer to Sandy's age now than we are to Ryan's yeah. age. Yeah. And that's okay because there's yeah. a place for both of those right. people and like how, you know, yeah. All right. So we're going to go into our first character episode. I'm excited. Come back next week and we're discussing Seth Cohen. Can't wait. Seth on Seth. Seth on Seth on Seth. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the OC20, a Movie Friends miniseries. If you like what you just heard and are curious about what else we do, visit moviefriendspodcast.com and follow Movie Friends Podcast on all social platforms. 